Hey y'all, it's Nikki the Realtor with the local Lakeland show. And in honor of Women's History Month, we are featuring the Junior League of Greater Lakeland. Nikki the Realtor. I am back again. And oddly enough, when this episode goes live, it's not going to be this day. But today is International Women's Day. Um, and I am sitting in front of Maggie Briggs, who is the president of the Junior League of Greater Lakeland. Hi, y'all. So welcome. I am super, super excited to be featuring the Junior League. Um, one, because I'm a member. Um, but two, because it's really cool that it's Women's History Month and um, we are an organization of women. So I think it's really great. Um, and I think you guys are going to enjoy it a lot. So yeah, if you can just um, kind of start us off by giving a brief introduction into who Maggie is um, on a personal level and then what your role is with the league. Yeah, absolutely. Well, first and foremost, thanks for having me, Nikki. I'm so excited to get to be here with you. Um, so Mike, we stated my name is Maggie Briggs and I'm the president of the Junior League of Greater Lakeland. Uh, the Junior League, for those of us that may may not be familiar, uh, we are a completely 100% volunteer-led um, all-women's organization. Um, and we've been that way for 90 years here within the Lakeland community. We actually recently just celebrated our 90th anniversary yes. last week. So <laughs> again, we talk about, you know, Happy, you know, um, International Women's Day. This is, you know, um, International Women's Day when we are recording this, but also it is, um, you know, National Women's History Month as well. Um, and it's kind of funny that all those kind of things ended up uh, lumping together into what was a rather big celebration for us, for sure. But yeah, so yeah. Um, our community initiatives really within the league, um, we're focused on two main, uh, well, three main points, right? So building um, building trained volunteers or, you know, helping to develop the potential of women through that trained volunteerism, right? Mm -hmm. Through um, two very um, near and dear to our hearts um, community initiatives, which are uh, clothing, clothing initiatives. That's a newer one for us. That's something that we've picked up within the last uh, three to five years that we recognized a need within the community that there was children that were going to school that didn't have clean clothes mm -hmm. or socks or sh had shoes even to be able to go to school. And that was prohibiting them from feeling confident and ready to go to school to learn. And so uh, we all banded together um, to help to bring in that community support to help to fill those needs. Um, yeah. And that's been an incredibly successful program for so us so successful. far. It's crazy, yes. too. Like, I remember when we were like approached with that initiative and it was like one of those moments where you're just like sitting in a chair and you're listening to someone speak. And it's mm -hmm. just like this eye opening experience. Right. Because, oh, yeah, like you think about it. And you know that it's there, but when you think about it being in your own backyard or your own community, that there are children here that don't have, you know, basic necessities or even clothing, um, it's just, it just, I mean, it tears up my heartstrings and it's, it's, you know, it's just something that I, I, I just, I don't know. It was just so eye-opening. Like it's, it, it really was. Oh, for sure. And I think that really, I mean, the statistics in Polk County are overwhelming in terms of those that are living at or below the poverty line. Um, and we recognized that need as a community. And it was something that we picked up specifically why we were so interested in and in really partnering with Tenorock High School, which um, Tenorock is a school that's very near and dear to the Junior League. We ended up picking um, picking them as a school that we would really partner with on a community level because they help. Um, we identified a lot of opportunities with them from a community's uh, from a community perspective, first mm -hmm. and foremost. Um, they were uh, a newer school at the time that quite honestly doesn't have alumni or a lot of community partners right now just 
because the school was relatively new. Right. Um, And as we know, a lot of K through 12 schools have community partnerships that help to come in and help to fill gaps within Mm -hmm. K through 12 education. And that was something that Tenor Rock didn't have. So that was something that, again, made it very easy for the league to be able to plug in and help to fill that gap. Um, And then add on to the fact that it also is Title I. Um, which means that, you know, a significant amount of those children are, you know, um, at or below, um, you know, certain um, certain um, at or below poverty lines or, you know, they're having to come to school on free and reduced lunch. Right. But they are they don't have the access to resources that mm-hmm. so so many others may may have. And so that clothing closet, while, you know, we made an investment to say initially we made an investment to say we're just going to build out the clothes closet. We're just going to be able to put the closet in there. Right. So they can fill the resources. Right. And then we quickly found out that, oh, there's a lot more opportunity here to put um to put just basic, basic, basic clothing things. essentials. Yeah. Yes. So that these kids can come to school confident to learn. So we made a ten thousand dollar investment that first year. And that clothes closet was so successful that we've continued to have it on our heart to continue to fill that closet year over year. Yeah. Um, I know the league is ambitious and that they would love to be able to grow that clothing initiative program either into schools that funnel into Tenorock through maybe middle or elementary schools or even potentially we've looked at from a strategic perspective, even like mobile clothing drives is something that we've looked at as well. Um, but just again, that outreach of community support, I think that clothing is only that clothing initiative is only going to grow. But that's one facet of the community. Yeah. Um, the community uh, initiatives that we fulfill. The second is um, literacy. Yes. And this one, I feel like is everyone's like favorite. Yeah. Um, it's definitely what we're known for. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So we, we might have some listeners that have been to maybe some of these events. Um, but this one's a really cool one. Yes. Yeah. So I was actually exposed to the league through the literacy programs that we had. I um, was with a co or I came with a coworker and her child who were attending uh, World of Reading, which is yep. a pretty that's the main one. <laughs> that's a pretty well known event for um, for us. And uh, that's a, a huge community um, event that we put on. It's completely free um, to 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 anyone and everyone. And children get to come. They get to tour um, different uh, book areas. Typically, we have it kind of like around the world themed or they have a little passport. They get to get that stamped. Each tent has a craft and it's all based around a book, right? So mm-hmm. um, I remember that year, I think we had like a, a hungry, hungry caterpillar activity, right? So we mm. built caterpillars. <laughs> and um, as you go around and you get your little card stamped, you get to go turn that in at the end of the day for a book. And what resonated with me and again, why I joined the league was I saw children that were picking up books and were so excited, just shaking with excitement because this book was their book. Yep. They got to keep this book forever. And it was building those home libraries of children in Polk County that meant so much to me. I was an avid reader as a child. Me too. That's how I learned about the world. That's yeah. how I got to experience culture and, and and learn about, you know, new and exciting things and probably why now I think similarly why yeah. we have a, this travel bug about us now yeah. is we want to see and experience everything we possibly can. And that giving a child a book helps to open those doors for opportunities, right? Yeah. And so that's a really big initiative for us. We also have literacy programs. We're going into Polk County schools um, to do book distributions. That's through our Reading is Fundamental program. 
We also work with our ready to read programs, which those help to look outside of just putting books in the hands of kids. Mm -hmm. And that helps to identify and work with community partners and parents or caregivers to be able to give them the tools and skill sets to be able to read with their children at home. Because we know that children who are reading with their parents or reading with loved ones are more likely to 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 want to read on their own or to have a love right. for reading. Right. And so um, we work with them to be able to provide them with those skill sets because it's an astonishing statistic for me when I was coming in is that one in eight adults in Polk County is at or below an eighth grade reading level. Yeah. And that's so scary to think about. It's it's kind of funny when you just said um, like we or kids learn best um, when they're with their loved ones mm-hmm. or, or their parents. Um, when I was a kid, when I first started to learn how to read, I had this like one book that was really easy and I like memorized it. Uh-huh. So then I could like pretend I knew how to read when my grandparents would come over. Um, because like you have to think too, like from a child's perspective, learning how to read is like a huge accomplishment, you know? Mm-hmm. And so when you're able to share those accomplishments with your loved ones and or your parents um, or family members, I think that's probably why that comes into play that you you learn better because you want to make them proud, right? Oh, like, yeah. It helps with that kind of like excitement factor. So I, I did the exact same thing too. And I'll share <laughs> with you guys. No, I'll share with you guys. I think the first book I ever memorized was Benji and the Tornado. If anybody remembers <laughs> that book, those were my oh, favorite were the Benji so books and all his little adventures that he went on. But yeah, I learned to read that with my grandma. She would read that to me when I was, you know, taking baths, um, you, you know, during bath time. And that Aww. was the first book I ever memorized. Yeah. So. And then I grew into American Girl books. I was oh, a really yeah. big Junie B. Jones yes. fan. Oh yeah, she was the jam. Those days. So, <laughs> um, so uh, that was that was really what I think was my first exposure to the league, and really why I got involved. Why yeah. I stayed was the leadership development opportunities. Yeah. So that's like for me, I feel like I really enjoyed the leadership development opportunities. Um, mm-hmm. That's where I learned the most. Mm-hmm. It, it's funny too because people always ask me like what the league is. And I try to sum it up in like the simple sentence of like, it's sure. a sorority. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of, and I mean, honestly, I remember going to my very first league meeting when I finally had joined. Um, I was a, I call it an ad hoc member for a long time. Mm-hmm. I was serving on communications before I ever fully joined the league again through through friends and through coworkers and just kind of helping out, right? My day job right. is, is um, in the communications field. And so um, I was helping out with Facebook. I was helping out with advertising. And then I finally was like, you know what? We're going to do it. And my very first exposure, I was like, oh, this kind of feels a little bit like sorority recruitment, but yep. it's not, but it's but reminiscent. It's not, but it is. Yeah. <laughs> I know you kind of have to like experience it to fully understand. Yeah. But it's also cool too, because like we've done so many projects throughout the years and I've only been a league member for maybe three or four years now. So it's been pretty consistent with the stuff that we do. Um, but in the past, we were involved with like Pig Fest. Yes. You know, so a lot of the times when you talk about the league with people, they just automatically think like, oh, y'all are the Pig Fest ladies. Oh, yeah. Um, They'll always remember you from like one very yes. specific phase yes. of the junior league, right? So you yeah. definitely have the Pig Fest era, mm-hmm. which was, which is something we're still recognized for in the community by and yeah. far. Um, we also have the Charity Ball era. Oh, see, I don't which, even know about the Charity oh, Ball. Charity Ball. Yeah. I've got to give a little shout out to Alice O'Reilly because <laughs> Alice uh, loves to talk about Charity Ball and how amazing it was. Now, I would probably equate Black Diamond Ball yeah, Black Diamond is Ball now probably sure. what that gala has kind of replaced. But Charity Ball was a huge event, huge fundraiser for the league. And so um, those were really big parties. You also have your thrift sale days. Yep. Uh, a lot of our uh, sustainers or even I would say our um, 
our 30 to 40 something adults mm-hmm. that are within the league, their moms who were in the league. Right. That was what they were doing. So um, I work with Brad Lunds over at the Lunds Group, and he remembers very vividly being with his mom and tagging um, clothing items oh. for thrift sale, um, which thrift sale was a huge fundraiser for us for years. People would donate gently used clothing items, yep. furniture, home goods, you name it. And we would sell them for pennies, pennies. Um, for two, you know, individuals in the community that, right. quite frankly, that's all that they could afford. Right. Um, yeah, and so it, you kind of hit two initiatives there because you're yeah. you're helping to be able to sell things at a lower cost mm-hmm. um, or more affordable costs for people that can't afford, you know, what most people can afford. And then also raising money to mm-hmm. go back to something else in our community. So that's like one thing that I love about the league is that when we come up with these events, um, we're very specific mm-hmm. on where what like what we're impacting. And we usually double dip. It's never just like one thing, I feel like. Oh, right. Right. Exactly. So um, and um, really that initiative kind of faded away because that was before there was ever anything like when thrift sale was originally founded. We didn't have like targets. Walmarts, oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> like we didn't have department True. stores, things like that. That's where it was originally founded. It evolved over the years. Um, And then eventually, you know, we did have thrift stores and things like that. Um, Part of one of the community initiatives that we did take on was helping to develop or help to establish the Salvation Army's Halo House. Mm -hmm. That was a really big project for us um, many, 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 many years ago. Um, When we were originally founded, one of our very first um, community initiatives was actually milk drives um, to be able to, yeah, to be able to provide um, milk to, um, to children that were in the community so that they could have, you know, fresh milk for for breakfast and all these things. Another thing we also started in the very, very, very early days was um, actually helping to provide childcare for working moms. So wow. way back in the day, um, the league and honestly, for many, many, many years was known as it was women who were probably more affluent within the community that were um, staying at home with mm-hmm. their children and they recognized these other needs within the community. Um, and so one of those was helping to kind of help to establish that daycare for moms that had to go to work. Right. Um, and then again, you know, we would kind of grow these programs um, uh, and then we would launch them out either on their own as their own nonprofit, their own business, or help to transition them to other community partners and organizations. Uh, Stephanie Madden, who's one mm-hmm. of our city commissioners currently right now, she is also a past president and a very influential sustainer within our league. She affectionately titled us, um, she said it so well, an incubator, the original incubator for nonprofits in Lakeland. Yes. And she couldn't have phrased it better. Um, it's true. Everything from Achievement, I mean, Achievement Academy was a project that we launched within the league. Um, and that's a very, um, a very influential community project that still is ongoing. Uh, we also have uh, the Learning Resource Center. We had a really mm-hmm. large hand in that. We, when historic preservation was at a really uh, all-time high um, back in the um, the 60s, 70s, going into the 80s, we really helped to kind of double down on that. And we ended up actually helping to preserve um, the Lake Mirror Promenade, which yep. um, many of us who are in Lakeland or forever visiting Lakeland, that is uh, right, uh, right in smack dab middle of downtown, the beautiful Lagia. Everyone really knows that. And that's where a lot of community events really happen. Um, very beautiful area of Lakeland, actually right outside these doors where we're filming this yeah. right now. I forgot about that too. <laughs> yeah. And then um, also the historic Polk Theater. Um, that's where Rocky Horror is held every year. Uh, that's how I know it. Where and Elvis then Elvis Presley pr- played. Elvis Presley <laughs> also played there. I think he played like one song and then it was and he had exited the buildings. But I think his name might still yeah, be cited is. there. It is. Yeah. I did it. Actually, we did a junior league meeting there. Yeah. Um, we, so we took a tour. We got to see it. And yeah. I was like, 
My dad would be freaking out if he was here right now. He's a huge Elvis fan. <laughs> I mean, I, I, yeah, I, I was too, just just a little bit. Yeah. So, uh, but that was one thing. And then we obviously, we own um, outright in full uh, a historic building that's right off of Lake uh, Morton, which yes. is where all the swans are. Um, but that is the junior league building. It has a big cirrhosis sign on it. So the cirrhosis building was originally in women's club that was in Lakeland that had, um, they had sunsetted basically. And that building was sitting vacant for years and years and years and years. And Stephanie Madden actually bring it back to her. Uh, she is actually the one who kind of spearheaded that initiative for the league to actually purchase that building. Wow. So through capital campaigns and through building fundraisers, we bought that building fully outright. We have no mortgage on the building and we utilize that for our league Yes. Meetings for our projects. That's what I want to touch on, too, because for those of you that are listening, you know, there's always like this little commercial that I do for each episode. Um, And so you will get to see a glimpse of the building. I love the building. I'm actually pretty sure I'm having my 30th birthday party there. (gasps) I know. I'm super excited. Happy Um, birthday. Thanks. It's not until October, but, you know, we're planning (gasps) ahead of time. October baby, too. Go Libras. Oh, yes. (laughs) But yeah, so it's like, it's such a pretty building because it's on Lake Morton. Uh You have like the front outside area. um, You have the stage inside. It does have that historic feel to it. It's so big. Um, But what I wanted to touch on with that is that, you know, it's our building and Mm -hmm. we own it outright and we use it so much, but we also are able to rent it back out to the community. Oh, yeah. And quite honestly, that's how we're able to continue to preserve that building is through building rentals. Mm -hmm. Uh, We actually, it was a great problem to have, but we ran into an issue uh, this past fall. We had the building rented almost every single day through October, which is a great problem, but it almost kind of ran into a couple of issues for us with league events. We had to go find another place. (laughs) We need it. (laughs) Right, right. But quite honestly, it's it, it it's such a gem to our league. It's such a gem it to is. the community. It's a great problem to have. If people are utilizing that building, that's all that I could ever possibly want, right? Like, yeah, we're a community organization here to serve the community, and that building's just one of the ways that we're able to do that. So. Yeah, yeah. And so that's like to kind of sum up everything that Maggie just said. And and like I said, I kind of talked about the league being more like a sorority. Um, but I feel like the biggest difference, like the similarity is that we are a group of women, right? Just like a sorority is. And we give back to our community um, just like a sorority does. But like for the league, I feel like what I love so much about it is that it's so specific to our community, yeah. right? Like sororities tend to have more of a national impact. Um, they have a lot of, you know, philanthropies um, that are just more national, whereas we're so specific, like what exactly does our community need right now? Mm -hmm. And so, and it's never just one thing that we do from now until the rest of eternity. Mm -mm. We're always revisiting things. We're Mm -hmm. we're getting rid of events that are no longer serving our community and bringing on new events that are, uh, or new initiatives. And so like, I think that's what's so special for me is that the league is not just, you know, an organization of women. It's specifically an organization of women that help the Lakeland community. Yep. And that's absolutely. so powerful. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, we have a committee that is solely dedicated towards uh, truly surveying and researching and collecting data so that we can make sure that the community initiatives that we are taking on or that we're aiming to fulfill are one being met and two are what the Lakeland community community needs right now. Yeah. So um, that is, that's a huge, huge part of what we do. Um, I am in just the, years of service that I've had within the league. It's been incredible to see how that has continued to evolve even since I was a member. When I first started, I would say probably 70 to 80 percent of the league was full-time working women who are moms or caregivers or partners or sisters are, you know, insert a variety of different roles that we fulfill within the day, right, as women. 
Um, but today I would say that that's probably closer to 95% easy. Um, our board, our uh, board within the league, again, 100% volunteer uh, led, run, operated the whole nine yards. Um, that board is 100% full-time working women. Wow. And that's, I mean, years ago, amazing. that would have been exceptional, quite honestly. Yeah. And so, um, but today it's very much a reality for our league. And it's a beautiful thing too, that these are women that are out there in the community and they are, you know, involved and they're passionate and they recognize that they want to be a part of this change too. And yep. They're the best. They're phenomenal. I yeah. love I love each and every one of them and everything that they do. So, yeah. And it's cool, too, because like we're all so like minded, right? Like we oh, all yeah. join the league because we want to give back to our community. Um, but then we all just end up becoming friends because mm-hmm. of how like minded we are. And so it's like, you know, in college, I feel like I joined a sorority specifically because I wanted to make friends like I didn't really have anything else on my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, but with the league, I specifically joined because I wanted to give back to our community. But I ended up with friends, too. Yep. So it's kind of just like that extra plus um but you know my question to you would be why do you think somebody would want to join the league or should want to join the league right well the social component is huge Mm -hmm. um and i would definitely advocate for that especially for women that may be relocating to lakeland and probably and either with a partner or with a spouse or for family or for work or for whatever reason that may be the league is a great way to get involved and one meet people and whether they become friends or not you know that's great if they do but the women that are within the league are connected in just a variety of networks, um, anywhere from 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 city commissioners. We talked about those, right? We have lawyers, we have bankers, we have entrepreneurs, we have, um, you know, marketing. We, I mean, the everything, the such a variety, yes, exactly. And and again, just in terms of just knowing who you know and being able to spread that network, it's amazing what opportunities yeah. you can open there. I'd also advocate the volunteer perspective. That's huge for us, right? Yeah. So that's how we honestly are investing in each individual who is a member within the league is through that volunteer component. And so um, if the community service portion, that's arguably the greatest chunk of what we do, especially as community or as, um, excuse me, as committee members. Um, and then thirdly, I would argue that leadership development is really huge. Mm-hmm. So that's actually something that we doubled down on in this past year. Yeah. Uh, when I was coming in as president, I applied for a grant through the GiveWell program here, which is a um, which is a very, um, very large Lakeland established nonprofit here that gives back to um, other organizations to help to start different initiatives. And I had applied to say I would love to start a leadership development program for our organization. Uh, we are uh, part of a very large network of uh, junior leagues. We have AJLI, which is our international organization that we do pay dues to. Um, and they provide us with a lot of assets and skills specifically for training our board members. But I wanted to look out past that and say, what, what is, how do you truly build a leader? Right. What are the qualities and assets that we're missing Um, And some of these checkboxes, right, to be able to not only build leaders within the league, which I'm incredibly passionate about, but I want to look outside of that and say, how can we also give this back to the community? Yeah. And so I applied for a grant and I got a little bit of starter money to be able to kind of start up (laughs) this program. So I was able to get certified. We've worked very hard over the past year to be able to build this leadership program. And we're going to be launching that very first leadership cohort in the fall. And so that's something that I'm excited about. Um, I'm planning for that to be a portion of League Women who will be able to to join and be a part of that. But what I'm most excited about is that already half of that cohort is filled with women that are not League members. They are community members that are 
motivated and driven and are rising leaders within their organizations that are, you know, identifying how they can grow and um, in these different leadership uh, pillars and assets. And so it's a great opportunity for us as a league to be able to show like, hey, this is how we're building women leaders through the different initiatives that we've taken on. So it's a great exposure opportunity for us. But what I'm even more excited about is that we're going to be able to launch these leaders out into the community and they're going to be able to do really, really, really incredible things. Yeah. So. Well, I love that you mentioned that too, because I think a, one of the really um, confusing things for me in the beginning was like, I thought I had to be a league member to attend league events. Like before I joined Oh, yeah. And (laughs) and I would encourage anybody that's listening that's maybe thinking about joining the league um, or maybe doesn't want the commitment of joining the league, even though it's not a huge commitment. um, I would encourage them to come to some of these events that we have. And so you can kind of get a taste of the league without being a member. Um, So I'm I'm glad that you mentioned that because I want people to know that that opportunity is there um, to to participate. Oh, yeah. Um, Do my shameless uh, communications plug, marketing plug here, right? Follow us on Facebook. Yes. uh, Definitely on Instagram. And also we have a website that's jlgl.org. All of our community events are posted up there. They are free. The only one that I can't think of would be free is technically leadership development, which you would need to. that's That's a cost that we do have to pay to continue to sustain the the program from continuing uh, or to continue forward. Uh, but uh, outside of that, these programs are totally free. Uh, we love to be able to host these for the community so they can learn a little bit more about us. We could be able to plug in and, um, you know, come one, come all. Yeah. So, yeah. And I love that you mentioned the website. I always ask, where can I find you? Yes. Uh, we're on Instagram. We're on Facebook as well. If somebody was interested in joining, when and how can they do that? Oh, that's a great question. So our <laughs> applications are going to probably go live within the next couple of months, usually in the spring time frame, usually around April, April, May, May kind of yeah. time frame, right? And those will be open through the majority of the summer. So, um, and I apologize, I call them applications and that's not the right word. So I might actually start over. <laughs> You're good. Yeah. But yeah, I, well, it's funny that you said that too, because I, I remember when I first applied and I was like, it's an application. I'm being reviewed. What no. if I get denied? And it's really not like that at all. It it's, is purely, it's literally a form. It's registration. Yes, it's really registration. Registr- That's a better word for yes. it. it. Registration is $25. That's purely to process our app or application and our processing fees. Um, but that app or, you know, that registration, like you're in. So you've taken the time to fill that. We would that. love to have you. We would love to have you. You've taken the time to fill that out. Clearly, obviously you're motivated and you're driven and you want to be a part of this organization. Yeah. Come one, come all. Yes. Um, so then that application or excuse me, that registration period will close. And then typically we usually have our provisional or our new member um, onboarding program or a kickoff. And that usually happens right around the August time frame. Um, and then our league year officially begins in September. So we kind of run similar to a school schedule. We mm-hmm. run September through May. Um, and then the whole process will start all over again. So I'm actually, um, I'm what, it's March now. I only have truly two-ish more months uh, as president. It's bittersweet, I'm sure. It is. It is. It honestly, I talked to somebody about this the other day. They're like, how do you feel? And I said, it's weird. It is, I'm sure. <laughs> it is a bittersweet feeling in the best of ways. Like I have enjoyed every single moment of being president of this organization. It has grown me in ways that I never thought possible. It has it has stretched me. It has taught me things I didn't even know about myself. Uh, conflict management, leadership skills, management skills, um, budgeting. I 
I'll be honest. Oh, I mean, don't I don't even get me started. Ooh. I know nothing about budgeting. Girl, I could read. I could read some PLs like it's nobody's there business now. So, and a fundraising, learning how to ask for money, and being told no, and being like, "That's okay. That's totally fine." Yeah. Um, learning how to rally people around a vision and be like, "This is where we're going, guys." You yep. know, you want to get in the boat, or yep, or if it's not the right time for you, that's okay too. And yeah, um, it's been it has been an incredible opportunity for me. Uh, Barb Cadiz is actually our incoming yes. president. She's my president. She's awesome. Oh, she's my best friend. <laughs> so, I was very blessed. I have a really great relationship with the with my immediate past president, Lauren, Lauren Album. He's also who, awesome. Also awesome. Also incredibly involved in this community. If you ever have the opportunity to meet her, you're going to love yes, her. Agreed. Um, and then I have Barb, who's coming in behind me. Both had skill sets and um, came with assets to the organization that I did not possess currently. And likewise, we both we all kind of balanced each other out so well. And so it's been it's been an incredible journey. Um, And on and, you know, on my way out, there's so many things I was able to accomplish and so many other things that are left to be done or the balls just starting to kind of, you know, move down the tracks and Barb is so ready and she is, she is so capable and she is going to nail every single one of those out of the park. And I'm so excited for her to grow into this and, yeah. and be able to lead this organization forward. I am too. And I, I will say that we were very fortunate to have you as well. Um, all of our leaders, I mean, since I've been a member, have been absolutely fantastic. Um, and I really do. I love the league so much. I love all of our leadership. So I'm really happy to be a part of it. And mm-hmm. um, I would encourage anybody that's thinking about joining to definitely come on board. Oh, heck yeah. Do so it. last and final Spitfire question. Oh. What I ask this to everybody, what is your favorite part of Lakeland? And it oh. could, it could, you could take any avenue on this. It could be like personal. It could be league related, anything you want. But if you had to say one thing about Lakeland, what would it be? Dang, that's, oh man. (laughs) I left her speechless. I know. Well, I'll give a little bit of backstory. I probably am going to have to say what I love the most about Lakeland is honestly the community. So a little bit of backstory, and I'll lead up to why I say this today. Um, I I transferred. I'm a transplant. That's what we typically call it. But I moved to Lakeland 12 years ago, and I moved for college. Nikki and I actually went to college, too. I'm surprised I didn't mention that. We went to college. I also have a transplant and moved here to go to college. So we're very similar. Go Mox. Go Mox. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, but yes, Nikki and I, went, we did go to college together, but relocated here for college, um, got a job immediately after college. I interned for the Lakeland Economic Development Council. I will swear that that is probably why I fell in love with Lakeland as much as I did, um, stayed, and then um, ended up buying a house in Lakeland, had a job in Winter Haven, relocated back to Lakeland. But the long and the short of it is that I continue to fall in love with this community every single day. This past week uh, with the Junior League, we had a very full week of fundraising. We had our 90th celebration, which mm-hmm. I just mentioned, which was a big fundraiser uh, for us, not only from a community perspective, but also from a member perspective. And then immediately following the very next day, we had our gala, which is our Black Diamond Ball, which was the biggest gala we have ever held to date uh, as as that you know committee and as part of that organization. And as a whole, we're going to raise just south of $200,000 in one weekend. That is amazing. Yes. And when I tell you, like, that's not league dollars. That's community dollars. Those are people directly going back. And it is. It's directly going back. It's amazing. So, again, I know this was supposed to be a Spitfire question. But <laughs> I didn't realize. Like, I haven't I know, heard these I stats yet. So I know. I know. That's so, amazing. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> but um, 
it and all of that is community dollars going right back into the community, right? We pay dues as league members to be able to cover our operational costs. So every single dollar that a sponsor or donor is putting is giving us is going right back out into the hands of children through books, through clothes, through backpacks, through hygiene products, through snacks, whatever it is, so that they are confident and comfortable to go to school prepared to learn. It is because of those community dollars that we're able to do all of the incredible things that we do as an organization. And when I tell you Lakeland showed up, like we're titled the Giving City for a reason, like I was blown away. I was very emotional on Monday typing my little post to be like, holy moly. Yep. It is we get to do this because Lakeland is just so awesome. They're so awesome. Yeah. And it is because of them that we get to do all these incredible things. So, yeah, that's why I love Lakeland. Well, I'm so glad that you shared that story because it definitely puts a little bit more meaning behind your answer. Because mm-hmm. um, I will tell you that every time I ask that question, that's typically what the response is. Um, a lot of the times it's the community, but also just the um the way we all kind of work together, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we're all kind of very entrepreneurial, but mm-hmm. we're all willing to share information. We don't gatekeep, yes. um, which is really awesome. But I, I, like I said, I love that you were able to kind of add a story behind that because it makes it more personal. I still have chills. Yeah. So I'm super <laughs> excited. Um, but thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having yes. me. Yes. And, um, you know, I look forward to continue working side by side with you with the league. Oh, absolutely. And I hope that you guys that are listening, if you are interested in joining, that you do. Um, if you have any questions or concerns, you could reach out to Maggie. Or like she said, you can go on the Junior League website, Facebook or Instagram. And we look forward to having some of you as new members. Yes, please <laughs> consider joining. <laughs> yes. So thank you guys so much for listening. We will see you next time on the Local Lakeland Show. Bye.